0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Verbal Diarrhea, another episode. The episode you're about to listen to contains an explicit discussion regarding violence, discrimination, depression, and suicide. If you're triggered by any of the aforementioned, please proceed with caution. Okay, so we are here today with um Rutendo Huni, one of my classmates and really close friends. He's had a unique experience with racism. And we thought it would be a good idea to bring her on the show today so that she can talk to us and enlighten us on her experiences. So Ritendo, would you like to tell us a little about yourself before we start?
1: Okay, I'm Rotendo. I am 20. In Zim, I did uh, see different races, right? I saw, but mostly I saw Chinese people because... Um, there's a lot of Chinese people in Zoom. And yeah. I grew up in an area where there was a lot of colored children. I knew about white people, right? And, um, like, you know, you, I saw them on TV and met a couple of them, right? When I first came here, I first went to an all-black school. Then in my second year of being in South Africa, then I went to a, a predominantly white school there was where I first exp- first started noticing that I'm actually different from these people because all this time I thought, no, it's just skin color, nothing is different. We're all the same. And like the way they were so racist, they were racist to the point where I still suffer from um, a couple of self-image issues because of that. The bullying was so extreme. There was the bullying was so extreme yeah. that I had I was suicidal at the age of eleven.
2: So what did your parents like, do in response my to my mom told me
1: this? that I need to start, mm. you know, basically as it, my mom like instilled this thing of you have to submit to these people otherwise they they see you as as if you're attacking yeah. them. When you come with him with the same level, they came with you too. You so know? you have to
0: be like more like subdued. The, like basically, like this is an example that I said that you have to cut off your legs and arms to try to fit into a box that they. That's the only way they can receive you.
1: Yeah, and and I had to do this mm-hmm. with this teacher, and this teacher actually started um I like started um, giving me lower mm-hmm. marks than what I usually got. I went from getting 80% averages to getting 40% in English.
2: Why didn't your parents yeah. pursue at its action, highest level of uh, discrimination
1: Because my parents, as I said, have don't like don't preach mm. that thing of stand out for yourself when it comes to your authorities. When it comes to your authorities, especially white people, rather stay away from the drama. That's how I was raised. Don't even try. Okay. But, like, you, you see,
2: why don't you leave?
1: The- my parents want, you know, for some, for like, the reason why I left the old black yeah. school, right? Was because I was, I got stabbed oh. in my hand. Like, because there was xenophobia happening oh, at the time. So I got stabbed in my hand. And that's why I had to leave. So they preferred me. Go, like going through passive racism than going through active xenophobia, yeah. you know. Passive racism you can get through it, you know. Even though you get emotional scars, it's better than risking your life, you know. So it's basically, like as
0: a black Zimbabwean, you had nowhere to go. It's either go face racism there mm-hmm. or xenophobia there. You so know? because the like we said, the, the series is all about being black, being being black in white spaces. So how what how would you define a white space?
1: A oh, white yeah. space is basically where there's predominantly yeah. white people, you know, where it's controlled mm-hmm. by white people, where where you are seen as, as a black person or a, a person of color, you're seen as less than them. You know, you're seen as, yeah, you're know, you seen, yeah, you seen as nothing, wow. actually.
0: For you, then, how would you describe a, a black space or let's say a space where, it's not a white space. How would you describe that? Or have you experienced any spaces like that?
1: Unfortunately for me, I've never had a place where I feel like I fitted in, you know? Like when I was with the black Zimbabwean people, I was seen as as like, um, I'm bougie, you know? And when I was the black yeah. South Africans, I'm seen as, as a foreigner. They don't see me as one of them. And then when I'm with the white people, yeah. I'm black. Okay, with blacks, I'm black black with so... like me and
0: Varaza right now. Mm-hmm. You,
1: uh... you see, with you guys, it's different because you sort of went through the same thing that I went through, you know? And so like we understand each other better and it's better and, and it's easier for us to get along. Yeah, I,
0: th- I would say there's a lot of us that have experienced the same thing because we all know about the great migration of the Zimbabwean people to South Africa. And a lot of us actually experienced the same thing going into schools where we felt like, okay, we, are we supposed to be here? We're supposed to So, um, so then from, like, from what I'm taking from me is that you don't really have a definition of a black space because you've never really felt like you belonged that much with other black people.
1: Thanks. Yeah, the only the only space. Even when I was mm. in in high school, you know, with my last group of friends, yeah. we were very diverse. You know, I had like we were choosing, but I went mm. for like people with Congolese, Nigerians, Malawians, um, some South some South mm. Africans as well. And our group was, was seen as the weird yeah. people group, you know. The weird people came came together and formed a group. And we're always looked down upon, even though we're one of the intelligent people in, in our grade, but we're mm. always looked down upon.
2: When it comes to black spaces and white spaces, do you think that South Africa is a white space, even though it has majority Yes, I people? do.
1: I do, 100%. If you go to a shop, right... The way they will treat uh, the uh, the way the black mm. tailor would treat you will be different from the way it would treat a white person. Okay, so it's like
0: South Africa, like we know there are different yes. places where they're predominantly one race. Like if you go to Michelle's Plains, predominantly colored people, if you go to Kailicha, it's predominantly black people. Mm-hmm. But it seems like white people are more welcome everywhere than people like of those of POC um, groups.
1: Yes, it is. If a white person goes into a, a, like those neighborhoods, you yeah. won't see them. You you'll never see them attacking that white person. Yeah, but if you go there with your fancy car, you might not even come out there alive. They fear white people more but than they fear. This would
0: people. kind of apply like on a global scale. Like it's not just in South Africa. It's the same thing in Zimbabwe, but I think that that white privilege is, it's like you are, you're just not in as much danger as, not in as much danger, but you are, I feel like you're more protected in a way because people see you as superior.
2: What are some of the ways in which your parents spoke to you about conducting yourself in this white South Africa we live in? How were...
1: My parents never really had like... That kind of conversation with me. However, I did try once when I was going through depression. I wrote in my diary about what I was going through at school. And my mom happened to find the diary. And um. she sat me down and told me that these are trivial things that I'm worrying about. And I should be worrying about passing in school and ignore them, basically. She told me to turn a blind eye. Hmm. Yo, it it effected really affected a lot. Moment. I don't want to lie. It really did. Because as i i was hoping for her to see me like crying for help you know mm. and and comfort me yeah i was hoping for her to comfort me but yeah. she she made it seem as if um what i'm crying about is so trivial and it's not important you know yeah, yeah but it doesn't I think the matter problem
0: that comes along it with having to put your child in a situation like that is she in her head obviously she is having to balance coming from zimbabwe like having to face poverty or xenophobia attacks in a black school versus okay this passive racism like you said so she's like as long as you're surviving you actually have a better chance in life you know like that's what they think like that's what most african people think they think sending their white kids the black kids white schools is giving them a better chance of success in life and so she probably didn't think of it in the political way or the ethics of it or whatever she just thought no i'm giving my child the best chance in life
1: yeah she did and she basically taught me this thing of turning a blind eye now whenever mm. people passively attack me yeah i have to pretend like i don't see it unless they come at me actively you know but that's all it's all like it's suppressing.
2: so does it work out in these situations uh you could
1: ask chin like, uh it doesn't cuz it, it it never really like it never does cuz now i don't i don't i don't want to say i don't know how to stand up for myself but more like i don't feel comfortable enough to stand up for myself you know i struggle with standing up for myself in certain situations and i just decide to become a doormat for these people you know because this is how I've been, this is how I've been taught, this is how I've been conditioned. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the word condition because in one way we could say, okay, we've got a huge problem with our system that it's disproportionately giving benefits to one race to a minority race, in South Africa the race here in Africa as a whole, and leaving a bunch of people to suffer 90% of African South African people, like besides us Zimbabwean people are experts we are there's 90% of black people but you'd find that if you go to a fancy area it's like 100% white people if you went to a nice school it's like 98.8 white people so why is it that they have so much benefits but at the same time it's like in our own communities as black people we're not building each other's worth we're not helping each other parents helping their own children parents are not helping people individuals not helping themselves to understand like no listen this is not right And we shouldn't, like, just be like, okay, this is what it is. So we just have to move on. Like, it's not that way at all.
2: So to any parents listening to this podcast, understand we're not attacking you. And we're not attacking our guests' as parents either. We are just trying to tell the stories that have not been told. And we're trying to give you new perspectives. Yeah on how to help your children navigate these white spaces that they end up being in. As from our friend Rutendo's story, you can see that passivity when trying to navigate a white space doesn't work. You would think it does because you you would think that conceding to Mm. the quote-unquote higher power within this power structure... Mm would equal safety for that black person or like social safety but it doesn't all it breeds is contempt because Mm. with a lot of white people they've been taught they're better than us right whether subconsciously or deliberately whatever a lot of young white children Mm. are taught by Mm. their parents in little and big ways that they're superior to black people when they meet a black person and they're interacting with them for the first time, their reflex will be to go towards the lessons they've been taught by their mm. parents. The lessons mm. of this black person is inferior to me because I'm white and she's black. And, and those beliefs, yeah. It is. So then they'll act in accordance to those ways. Mm. And if a black person acts in passivity and doesn't stand up for themselves in those situations, that is basically a green light yeah. to this young white person that my behavior is acceptable my behavior is it, this is just this is the right behavior with when it with when which to act yeah. this is the right way to be in this to interact with this black person instead of realizing that wow okay no this is not right this is not fair this is racism yeah. they will just see it as, their right. Their right to believe
0: this black person you so had the audacity yeah. to come into their right yeah, well, yeah, what about I just saying? Do I completely get it. And saying. when you say that they were taught in little and big ways, like, that is, that is like, it's crazy because at the same time when this little white kid is being taught that you are better than your, the other people of color around you, we're being taught that we're not. We're being told to turn a blind eye. Like, we're also being taught to be submissive where they be told to be um, dominant in the same space we...
1: mm.
0: Mm.
2: we're being taught we're equal but in order to get along yeah. we must be submissive and we must be agreeable and we must
0: be
2: yeah. This, yeah I think it's an issue but of maybe
0: having individuals actually understand their own oppression at first before we can like move on to anything Okay, so, Rutenda, you're talking a lot about, like, how you went to the school and you were bullied and everything. And you basically, like, answered all the questions because, like, it was a lot. But I um, was just talking about, like, how, as black people, we're being told to, like, submit and listen and don't make drama. Don't be the loud black lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the class and stuff like that. So, what about the thing that happened with cliques in South Africa? Like, what was your opinion or your first thoughts about that?
1: And I, yeah, and I saw it, like, it first from uh, being posted by a black person mm. I was outraged mm. right but if I had seen that post without having seen what the black person yeah. had said I don't think I would have seen anything wrong okay, at first yeah. you know because I was like yeah their hair is uh, fine mm. you know it's mm. thin you know that's how I saw that post like you know? didn't understand the racial and like the racial in
2: without somebody yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Okay, okay okay and it's difficult for me to distinguish when when i can when when you know because when when it's so when the racism racism is this minimum yeah. right it's very difficult for me to say it's racism okay, okay. but when i so when, when when someone else explains it to me then i'm like oh now i now it makes sense okay. you know so when racism is see so
0: like you're just used to like the extremities of racism like at its at its extreme i understand that but i also think that this small what you would say minimum racism is what builds up to the extreme because like what i was saying is that people and society just learn to accept like they just accept it to a point where somebody's like let me see how far i can push this acceptance you know i want to see what they would do if i got this far
1: (laughs) True. That's what I what I thought when 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 I saw mm. um, other other races um, the other races protecting mm. cliques, right? Then I'm like, for them, they don't see why we we were yeah. Outraged. They don't see it. Yeah, they don't see why we were outraged. And when when they were speaking, then I understood. Yeah, like it it's these small things that build mm. up. And the, the more you let yeah. it go, the higher the extremity, you know, of the racism. Okay, okay. So um,
0: we also had another yeah. incident that happened at a local high school where some parents decided to throw um, a bash or like a matric bash. And then uh, allegedly the black students were not allowed or they weren't invited. It's not that they were not allowed, but they were not invited. So it went all over social media. They're talking about they held a whole, a, on all lights, um trick Ball and things. And Patrick then there was Ball. the EFF and whatever. So what are your thoughts on that as well? Because I think it's very similar to the Clix incident. But given that, up about the Clix incident, it's like, okay, guys, we're showing you, like, we're not going to tolerate you being disrespectful to black people. But then they went on and they still did this. So what does this show you about maybe what, White spaces are trying to say to a "Black people."
1: Yeah. I don't know how to explain this. You know, like I've, I, I honestly see, see, it's more clear. Like you know, because a lot of, a lot of black people were not, were not defending okay. the black people. Uh, from from the clicks mm. in- incident this oh. happened and this is this is more more or less even higher than what happened mm. before, you know. Now a lot of them are want to stand up now because they see wow, it's it's clear as yeah. day now. It's you clear as day. Okay. It's more clear. It's yeah. more clearer now. But but like you know, for white people they've been doing this for years and years and years. And so for them they don't really see much of an issue because they their 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 defense was that you guys throw bashes at your at your townships, but we don't say anything. Why can't okay, we do the okay, same? Okay.
0: Okay. But then like now for instance, like you're talking about this thing that's happening in South Africa and you talked about how you face racism as a foreigner. No, you face xenophobia as a foreigner and racism as a black student um that was like you talked about how something happened 10 years ago now now kind of understanding more is happening but have you realized that it seems like there's more racial issues around us like if we look at the black lives matter movement in america looking at the police brutality all over african countries what's happening in china some with some um, black immigrants being kicked out because and they weren't allowed into hotels and stuff like that so what do you think globalization is doing for the maybe the freedom of black people
1: they're really not doing much I love that answer I don't want to lie because they're not doing much honestly you know like I feel like for them most of these people that are defending us from other races aren't defending us full on you know it's like it it comes Mm. with a price you know it's like they're in a gray area if you if if Mm. you know what i mean they're like in a gray area so so maybe maybe not sometimes they're defending us sometimes they they they're defending us because they have to you know and what about like and yeah Hmm yeah Yeah. a lot of if you see a lot of celebs Mm -hmm. they only started posting about the black lives matter after they were called out
2: but don't you also think that globalization has been good in the sense that Mm. it has allowed us to find community as black people Mm. everywhere because now even in england there's a black lives Mm. movement starting out about defending black people against police brutality from policemen in England don't you think in a way globalization has allowed for the conversation to expand mm. past the uh, com- uh, past conversations between black people i
1: do however for me i feel like certain issues only become mm. international when they when they are said or when they happen in okay. america yeah only when they happen in America is it finally taken seriously. I
0: think I agree with both of you guys because when I was talking about like how now we see like I feel like in a way we open our eyes like oh my god oppression is not just happening here in, in, it's not just in Somerset West it's not just in my high school like this is thing that's happening to like black people everywhere like we're literally always under attack in some way or another and if it's not from white people it's from our own police and our own government. But at the same time, Richard is saying that yeah, but people aren't really like taking it seriously. Like it's just trending. It's just because it's American and American pop culture. Like it's not really taken seriously. It's more like a face value, like a face front. Um, but I think at the most, wait, there's something that I wanted to say. Um, I think at the most, one thing that globalization has done is. I don't know. Some in some way, people feel more entitled to like their worth, so they feel like, oh my God, no! Like I'm not less than. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually worth. Like I'm worth something. You can't take me down because of this and that. It's also open people's eyes like all kinds of information, especially our own history as African people, which we were never told properly, especially our generation. So, we could also like take True. value from that as well. I won't
2: lie. Yeah. This was not a fun one to record. But it is a necessary conversation to be had. Thanks, Rotendo, for coming. It was a pleasure to have you. Your story is a story yeah. unlike any that has been told in the wider conversation, and I'm really yeah. glad we're having it because people seem to think the kind of discri- yeah. the kind of discriminatory behavior that you yeah. witnessed mm. is a thing of the past. People think mm. now racism yeah. is mainly microaggressions in the workplace but children are getting bullied when they occupy white spaces in these white environments children are being told by their parents to just get along to hang on it's going to be over soon when in reality is it never ends and the more we tell our children and our young people to make mm. themselves more malleable to these racist people Com- comfortable the more we are telling mm. these people that their behavior is okay so, yeah, again i hope this conversation was helpful i know it was probably ha- as hard to listen for you guys as it was for yeah.
0: us again thank you so much for joining us Nintendo. Hey, and we hope
2: you learned something
0: thank you for enlightening us because thank- i think like what, what i just said about this is still happening
1: the thing is the story
0: is actually quite really terrible but you would find that it's not unique to you it's a lot of people going through the exact same thing like a lot more people are going through it than they're not so it's very important that we do share this story mm-hmm. it is not an easy topic it's not light-hearted at all but it's as necessary as the oxygen would be. So. Yeah, so thank you for joining us again and yeah, hopefully we can have another conversation with you. Hopefully on something different, but you've proved to be so informative. So yeah, see you soon then.
2: So yeah, we've talked a lot. Almost too much. (laughs) We hope this is helpful. Um... Share this podcast with your family members If that's alright Like send it to your family members Send it to your classmates, your peers Send it to your friend in America Or in Switzerland, Germany Wherever So you guys
0: remember to hit us up on our Instagram And on our Twitter, follow us And interact with us We also have our email that's in the description below Yeah, sending you guys Good vibes and positive energy Only